0: There's a point, 7,000 RPM, where everything fades. The machine becomes weightless, just disappears. And all that's left is a body moving through space and time. 7,000 RPM, that's where you meet it. You feel it coming, creeps up on you close
1: in your ear. Ask you a
0: question. The only question that matters.
2: Get the van!
1: Who are you? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Potato Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have seen, but one of us never has. And I am one of the RP boys, Zach. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott. I'm Jake. And we are coming to you from a
2: uh, submarine? <laughs> is, that where, is that where you recorded that? <laughs> it is
3: the Titan submersible in fact oh, yeah I've misplaced the Xbox controller <laughs> We couldn't clear up that audio yeah because Jake lost the 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 logitech. yeah I couldn't take us up higher
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally there was only I searched it there was only two videos of that on YouTube
3: really uh-huh. you know uh, I'm pretty sure your laptop is signed into my
0: Apple account uh i haven't figured out how to make it the, the stuff. I, just saying, I thought we've done that before we have yeah. we did way back in the beginning but i don't think this one's because I, I fully reset this one. Oh yeah, yeah that's right i forgot you it died
3: along uh, right around the time your back died how's that
0: going? no 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 I, that's not when I, I reset it before then oh that was just like a weird thing it was i don't know but yeah. i like fully like uh restalled everything and then put in a new battery and all kind of stuff. Wow.
2: That, that's something we didn't mention last episode, but one, one change up I'm allowing from last season is that Scott is sitting upright and that's good.
0: Yes. Him. That, is, that's well, that good. was still the majority of last season. It was <laughs> just true. one recording. But
2: as far as the tots knew, you never got up off that couch behind me.
0: Yeah. If well, you pay was for that one Patreon. even videoed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you pay for Patreon, you
2: can see Scott laying down behind Zach and I. <laughs> uh, but if you don't, you just got to imagine it.
0: Yeah. So how is your back doing? Uh, it's doing a lot better. I would say I'm like uh currently uh, when this comes out, it'll be pro- hopefully be better. But I'm at like 85, 90 percent. Hey, like, that's pretty good. Back to being mostly mobile and being able to do most of what I was able to do before. Still having a little bit of issues with my right calf. Mm. But yeah,
3: because you were at about at the point where I would have thought like get this man a blue placard. Like you were, you were. I in a have rough started block.
0: some of the paperwork. You did, to, yeah, uh, like get a handicap thing yeah
3: i mean you were you were in really rough shape for a long time there
0: yeah i couldn't like walk more than you know i couldn't walk from parking at the doctor's office to urgent care you couldn't make it all the way I had to in. stop three times to get there wow yeah that's
3: rough
1: yeah that's that's rough well we're glad you're more back to yourself well, i'm back we, could you still just lay down on the couch, though? If yeah. you want that for your episode, I will mm-hmm. do it. For perfect. us. Yeah. Can you do it right now? <laughs> yeah. Get up just
2: gra- don't mute
1: yourself, though. <laughs> yeah. Just
3: unscrew the mic, move all the cords. Yeah, Yeah. that's perfect. Like, a lot of oh, that. Thank you. Yeah,
1: a lot of that. Yeah. See, Zach's bringing the noise. Uh, <laughs> boys bring the noise, you know? Is that what you were hoping for, Zach? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> now, as far as the non-Patreon tots are concerned, you are lying down behind <laughs> yeah. me. If you were on Patreon, you could see that
0: I didn't do anything and just shoved my hands all over my mic. <laughs> we're we're going to cut that for the non-patrons, right? No, yes. that's going to stay on there. Oh, okay. and, <laughs> well,
3: and just to be clear, that is always your mic, right? Like, I'm not going to have to worry about having your hands this close to my face. These next. were all
0: unscrewed earlier today, so and I just randomly knows? chose. So this could be could have been your mic before. I don't know. And that could have been my old mic. I can tell you one thing. I lick every mic that's put in front of of me. If we ever, uh, I mean, for the most part during the season, when we leave the stuff here, it all stays. But it's because our last recording was, we went to the, we're using our, the travel trailer. The, the
3: travel trailer, uh, because we were on tour. We were on our, tour in Riverside only for our patrons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not not for the rest of you
0: guys.
2: We went on tour. If you happened to be in Scott's parents' house, <laughs> 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 then you we were, <laughs> then you still wouldn't know where yeah, we, we were. We sold two tickets. <laughs> yeah, we were. In they the were tri- do, both to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> We, we sold two tickets and then they both decided they'd rather stay in the house than in the trailer.
3: And you know what the awful part was? There was a third dog who declined to buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. It was a blow to my pride.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of boys bringing noise, we are reviewing James Mangold's 2019 Best Picture nominee, Ford v. Ferrari, a film that Jake said... I didn't think anyone cared about this movie. Wow. Yeah, no, I did say that. I I saw just the poster wow. for
2: this, uh, in, in in a in a movie theater near my work, and I thought that looks dumb. And then I never thought about it again until you brought it up for this
1: podcast. <laughs> what, what about that movie theater made you, or that poster made you think this looks dumb? I don't know. I just thought it. I just thought, who cares? So Ford v you, Ferrari. You're just like okay, Matt Damon and Christian Bale, two of the like most prestigious actors working most prolific today. yeah true story yeah it's i'm not a car guy though okay so maybe that's why. maybe that's why you
0: don't like fast and furious too uh but yeah those stop being car movies at some point
1: <laughs> i'm not sure we, when we finally got to it yeah. after a whole season we finally put our finger on why jake doesn't like those movies <laughs> he's yeah. just not a car guy he's just yeah. not a car guy that's yeah. it but
2: no like zach you're like you're fresh off of uh fast and furious season which puts strain on our actual friendships and you thought we need another car movie. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that to us?
1: Well, I thought we need a good car movie. Mm. Okay. And so, uh, so, so I when is that one. coming? Wow.
3: <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, I hope
2: that's a bit, uh, but we'll, we'll get into it. You follow I, me on letterbox. Zach, you know, that's a bit.
3: Oh, I didn't see what you rated this. Oh, I checked for you. You hadn't rated black Hawk down yet. Oh yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> yet. Uh, zach you uh you obviously nominated this movie, and we don't have to get into necessarily what you thought about it, but I actually was very surprised that you nominated this movie. This would have been one that I would have stolen. I think this was your initial was nomination.
1: Pick. This is my first one mm-hmm. yeah,
3: but this was also this movie you nominated mm-hmm. in in the list, and this was one I
1: thought I was going to have to steal yeah, I would have been uh scared if you did. Okay. I, thought, I thought you would, actually, because you went right before me. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it
3: was close. I just thought I was going to steal it later. I, I wasn't expecting you to actually pick this. So just tell us before we jump into some of the facts, like, why, why pick this movie?
1: Well, this is a movie that I really like, and I saw this back in 2019. Um, and actually, I saw this movie twice in theaters, and I don't often see movies um, multiple times in theaters, uh, at least at this point in my life. Um, I remember when I first watched it, I mean, I was excited about this movie. I saw the trailer. I thought it looked good. James Mangold is a director that I think is more often not pretty solid. And it stars two actors that I really like. Um, but I mean, on the record, I'm not a car guy. I I really am not. I didn't really know anything about this story. Um, but I, I figured that I would like it and I went into it and I liked it quite a bit more than I thought that I would. Um, but I don't think you need to be a car guy to, really appreciate this movie. In fact, I listened to a um, an interview with James Mangold earlier and he himself is not a car guy, but he was really attracted to this story. I think this is just like a really well-made movie. Um, and I guess if you want to categorize this as like a sports movie, I do typically really enjoy sports movies, even though I'm not much of a sports guy myself. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways, this is just a really easy to enjoy very well-made film. Um, and, and I'm excited to get into why that is or maybe why you guys feel like it's not. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I just think this is a good movie. And this, I'm blanking on what it is, but I'm pretty sure this is our second mingled film, right? Uh, You know what? I don't know. Okay. I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of what other one that we've done. Yeah, 310, 310 to, Yuma. to Yuma. Also oh, with Christian Bale. i I forgot that he did that one.
3: Yeah. So that was how, uh, that was how uh, Christian Bale got attached to this was uh, because of Mangold having worked with him in 310 to Yuma. And uh, he, Christian Bale said, well, you know, liked working with him once before. Let's, let's try it again. Uh, Scott, do you want to hit us speaking of that with a little bit
0: of just the facts about this movie? Yeah. As we've already said a couple times, this was uh, directed by James. Man- uh, is it Mangold? Mangold. Mangold. Um, it was written by Jez Butterworth. That's a fun name. Wow. And John Henry Butterworth. And then Jason Keller. Released November 15th, 2019. Runtime of 152 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92%. IMDb gave it an 8.1. <sighs> Box office of $226 million on a $98 million budget. So it's a 2.3 return. Uh, it won two Academy Awards for Best Editing and Best Sound Editing, and then it lost two other uh, nominees, one for Best Picture and one for Best Sound Mixing. So Mrs. So Butterworth wrote this? I'm
3: sorry. Uh, uh, that's funny. But uh, this and Black Hawk Down
0: won the same awards. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Black Hawk Down was Best Cinematography, no, that, Best No, that, that's what it lost. What did, oh, what did the two win? Best Editing, Best Sound, Best editing, best sound editing. Yeah. Yep. So our first two movies of the year in
3: their ye- in their respective years. Seventeen years won, apart seventeen yep. years apart, each won the same two Oscars. That's kinda of fun. Kinda wild. That is kind of then fun. Then I can't wait for next week where there was
1: no Oscars <laughs> <that> nominations. <laughs> what did I pick? Mad Max? Uh, something like that. On, yeah. Uncut. No. Mad Max was definitely nominated. Yeah. Mad was, Max was I, I think, yeah, I think what I had have... picked
3: first. Was,
1: but yeah, anyway, we'll figure that out. Yeah, like, whatever. You,
3: you can reorganize if you want. You have a little bit of time to reorganize. But, I have a whole month. Uh, <laughs> but I think we already did the yeah, reorganization. But I might watch Uncut Gems later today. So. Uh, okay,
2: so I'll decide
3: yeah. in, in
0: about an hour. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah,
3: that would be thoughtful. Of I didn't
0: hour. realize that Scott rearranged from my pick order. I just put them all, I didn't do any ones in their pick order. Yeah.
3: yeah, he he just created a a, a, possible a draft order. I and even then, texted that and, and said, if you want to rearrange, to rearrange. them, rearrange. go in there.
2: Uh, I don't know, maybe I wasn't and looking I at that. And I liked
3: anymore. his draft order, so I left it. Hmm. But if you want to no, make I,
2: it. I haven't looked at the sheet since, uh, <laughs> since then. I open up Google Sheets about three times a day, and that's to track
1: uh, every time I poop. And then that's it. You want to move drive there <laughs> so wait, we can have we'll back-to-back cars things. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. I'm not going to move on from that yet. You what? Yeah, no, I
2: track every time I poop. I did it every day last year, and I'm doing it again this year. Why? Uh, I saw some guy on TikTok do it. Now, that, that looks like fun. Is He's it trying fun? trying to see, like, how, yeah. many
0: he, how many poops he has in a year. Yeah, and
2: just, like, you know, like, see how many times how a day. How many did
0: you have last year?
2: Oh, hold on to me. It was me a lot. It's a more second.
0: than you would think. It is? You've seen it's, this? It's song. over 1,000.
1: Oh, it, oh, it's wow. well over 1,000. Wow. That is a that is a lot. That is he lot. averaged
0: like three poops a day.
1: Uh, hold on. <laughs> what? I didn't That's think that this is going to be. Uh
2: let's see. No, three is uh, fine. Are you sure it is? I averaged I averaged three point two poops a day. Uh, so
1: over three. <laughs> Are you, 1179.
2: Does your doctor know that? 1179 poops. Do, do you think that my doctor knows my name? I see my doctor one time a year for t- a physical. I'll tell you what. If you came That's in. That's more than I see my doctor.
3: If you came into your doctor's office this week and said, last year I had 1149
0: poops. 79. 79, 79 yeah. poops. do <laughs> Yeah, sorry. There's <laughs> <30's> a lot. <laughs> it's a lot.
3: Uh, That's 10 days of poops. If you went in and said that to your doctor, he would for sure know your name for the rest. <laughs> (laughs) of his life. yeah.
2: (laughs) Now, my doctor probably remembers me because of a story I told previously about my butt on this podcast. Yeah, that's true. uh, Same guy. Go back,
3: go back. How long have you had the same doctor? Uh, I don't know, four years. Tots, go back, listen to that episode. Find it. You'll have to find it. So did you talk about your butt You'll have to
2: find it. Don't remember. It's worth it. I can tell you, I've seen my dad crying, laughing one time in my life,
1: and that was when I told that story. I don't even (laughs) remember... Oh, I remember this story. Wait, the story well, well, I'll, I'll you, tell it again for Patreon. You, your mom said you probably don't have butt cancer. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, it's probably not cancer. That's oh, because you had blood in your stool. Yeah. 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 A, uh, a lot. Oh. <laughs> a,
0: yeah. lot. a lot. A lot. And is your pooping probably so much? <laughs> 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 yeah, your sphincter's tired from a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: No, we've talked about my poops more than I thought we would. Uh, you know what? I'm here for it though. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't, sorry that you,
3: I'm sorry if you're embarrassed. But... I'm not embarrassed at all. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have said it if I was. Honestly, poop is just always funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Zach, I, this is how you thought your rap was going to go? No. And I almost feel like we should just end it
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, we are 14 and a half minutes into your episode. Nothing that, that we say is
1: going to be as interesting as
3: that. <laughs> uh, you keep a log. Yeah, no,
0: every time. Okay. He also used well, to have, I don't know if he still he does He keeps his- a log for every log yeah no you know. that i can't keep is it track your of. log log yeah no there's, there's more than one log he per. also used to have an app that he would track where he pooped That's yeah true. i
2: lost my sign in for that and I, I i couldn't i was like having trouble recovering my account and then i lost the one that i had at buckingham palace and i thought why continue
0: oh yeah why right. bother because yeah. you can't like retroactively
2: re do you have to be there to be able to yeah i don't remember mm. the date though I,
3: I can figure that out i guess you know, but
2: anyways, um, yeah. date and let's time, let's move that's on part of the whole a lot of poop talk.
0: Yeah, basically
2: these days it's like, OK, log the poop, play
0: Mario RPG, which it's is a... interesting because we have a, a growing female audience. And I think this is exactly what they're they're going for. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 here for the poop talk. Yeah, no, we, we <laughs> might have lost them. <laughs> (laughs) They're already gone. They're like, this is episode's not for me. About (laughs) four minutes ago. It's about cars
1: and poop. (laughs) 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 But we do have every dad's attention now. Uh, At least at least my dad. If we can ever get this in front of him, he'll laugh again.
3: We got through the last episode, which is one of I think the very few movies ever that does not have a single female in the cast
0: jeez mm, we didn't even talk about that
3: yeah well I, I forgot to to bring it up and so now going into this movie i i think we're on a roll i think we're gonna really capture this female audience yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. it's this is uh this is the season of dude <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just a little they'll, more
1: rotten than last year they'll this, tune in for little women and and that's probably about it
2: yeah no don't don't people really like what's her name in mad max oh furiosa yeah yeah Maybe people are pretty they, into her i mean
1: are a lot of I think women. a lot of men are into her. <laughs>
3: yeah. I've never seen the movie. I just heard okay. people talk about Furiosa. I, I think she people are into her because she looks like a supermodel. Okay. Yeah. Which generally means that women aren't into her. I understand. Um, which brings me to our sponsor of this episode, Dude Wipes. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Uh, no Zach Ford versus Ferrari very interesting pick uh I I'm glad you picked it who was a late bloomer to this I think just Jake just Jake the one who said that this movie was dumb and yeah I never thought about right, it right right that I guess that tracks in, yeah. in uh in retrospect uh I I love this movie uh you know I'm excited to talk a lot more about it so I'm not gonna uh like bear too much of my thoughts other than to say, um, you know, this is a fun movie for me in part because uh, a lot of the, maybe not the main characters, but a lot of the, a lot of the, the impact of this movie, uh, has has been a part of my life for a long time. I've never really been into the racing scene, uh, but my late uncle was. He was a, a professional off road racer for Ford, and so a lot of the people that get brought up in this movie are people that I've at least, you know, like known of for most of my life. Although I didn't know of them in this way. I didn't know of them for their success as a family. We didn't follow professional racing, even though my uncle, that was his profession and we didn't follow it because it was his profession. It was sort of like, why follow someone else's job kind of a thing, you know? Um, and so for me, in a lot of ways, this is a little bit like you, Jake, w- us watching Apollo 13, you know, like this is something that like was very important to your family has been, a, uh, a legacy that has been handed down to you, um, with, uh, the moon landing. I'm super into all that stuff. Though. Yeah. And, 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 similarly, like I'm, I'm very interested in it. I care a lot about it, but it's not my world. You know, it's, it's uh-huh. just a world that I was sort of born into, and so I was really excited that we picked this and that we were going to talk about it. Scott, you and I, I think I we showed watched you it together. this, right? Yeah. yeah, we watched it together. What do you think watching it the first time and then watching it again?
0: Yeah, I would say I had a whatever experience my first time watching it. Um, I think it, I, I, maybe moderately better experience this time. Um, I don't know. I, I There's, I think a lot of great things about it. I, I think it deserves the awards it got. And I can't put my finger on why I feel the way that I feel about it. Mm. Like for me, it's almost like it's just uh, lacking like a je ne sais quoi type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know what that is. Right. Je ne sais quoi. I'm actually pretty interested (laughs) in how you guys talk about it to like, maybe you could talk me up. I don't know. Because like great acting, great film editing, some of my favorite actors, like from afar, I should really like this movie, but my experience of it wasn't there. This is like me and Wes Anderson. Maybe a little uh, bit. Yeah. You should like it, and you just don't.
3: So I understand. Yeah, Zach, what do you think uh, watching this back again?
1: Um, I, I still liked it. I think this might be my least favorite time watching it, actually. Really? Um, yeah. And I think... I I'm still kind of trying to like process why that might be. Um, I think part of it was I may have kind of built it up a little bit over the years, just like when you see a movie and you really like it and you're really kind of surprised by how much you like it when maybe you weren't expecting to like it as much as you did. And so then every time you think back, you think like, Oh yeah, that's an awesome movie. It's really great. And then you watch it again and, just, and you know, maybe it's, it's, it hasn't really like quite lived up to the hype that you've kind of built up in your head. I think that part of it, I think this is a legitimate thing. I think that this movie maybe suffers not watching it on the big screen. Mm. Because I remember watching it, like I said, I saw it twice in theaters and both times thinking this is a really exciting movie. And I remember being like really excited by the racing scenes and feeling like that was really like flooring and, and, um, and really thrilling. And I didn't really I, I, I still did but I didn't feel it to the same extent watching it just on my normal TV at home um, so I don't know if maybe that's part of it as well um, I feel like I kind of felt the length a little bit more this time. But overall, I still really like this movie. Like, I, I don't think that it really drags very much. Um, I still think that this is a really interesting story. has a lot of actors that I really like, not only just Matt Damon and Christian Bale, but some of the supporting cast. John Bernthal, an actor that I'm always really excited to see. Tracy Letts, I really enjoy. Um, Josh Lucas is another one. Um, I, I, I think that this is just... Uh, It's just a good movie and it was really interesting to listen to James Mangold talk about the kind of movie that this is and the kind of movies that he likes to make. Um, He kind of compared himself to different directors when he was first starting out. Quentin Tarantino was the one that he brought up that was making his first movie when James was kind of making his first movie as well and how Quentin came in and made such a splash and a lot of directors wanted to start making movies just like Quentin and James was never that kind of director and he made the way that he described his films really earnest They're not cynical. They're not, there's no, uh, they're not winking at the audience at all. They're just really earnest, straightforward dramas and how those kind of movies are becoming less and less prevalent, um, especially movies on this scale. And one thing that he said that was really interesting is when he got this job, his agent told him, enjoy this because it's going to be one of the last types of movies like this that you're ever going to make. And by that, he meant it was uh, non IP big screen into this scale and budget, just adult drama um, with action as well. And, and it was really in- interesting to hear him talk about uh, his relationship to action movies because he's also made some IP movies like he made Logan, a movie that a lot of people think is um, one of the best superhero movies of all time. And he was describing his frustration with the way that like action movies and then adult dramas now are so segregated. Mm. And he's like, Hollywood treats action movies like they're children's movies. And then adult dramas are these low budget 20 million straight up dramas. And he's like, I like to make them the same. Like, I think that action movies can have high level drama and like well-written and fleshed out characters in my, I've always approached my movies that way. I don't think that they have to be so separated and that's clear as day in a movie like Logan, but I think that you can also kind of see it in this movie. And so, um, I, I don't know in, in a way, this movie feels a little timeless. It does feel like a movie that wouldn't really be made in 2019. Um, and, and that you don't see as much anymore more of And and it is a very earnest movie. Um, maybe at times it feels like a little, little cheesy, um, or a little unrealistic. I don't know. Like I think there was a couple times where I felt like I, I thought to myself, like yeah, the, uh, some of the dialogue feels a little cinematic. You know, maybe not very realistic. Um, but that's not always a bad thing. And in I, I think that it kind of um, makes the movie a little bit more fun and, and accessible.
3: Jake, you uh, you were a late bloomer to this, like we already talked about. What uh, uh you know you initially thought, who cares about this? Uh, what did you think after watching it? I like it. I really
2: liked it. I didn't know what to expect uh, coming into it, although I expected it to be good because you guys said it was good. I just didn't think it was that famous or whatever. Uh, but maybe i I guess I'm wrong about that. Um, but I I liked it a lot. I like sports movies. And, uh, yeah, I guess this is a sports movie. I, don't think, <laughs> I think it yeah. is. Yeah. And so, like, I'm also not a big sports guy, but I do like sports movies. Like, I've seen, I I don't, I think cricket is the most boring game in the world. I've seen three cricket movies. Wow. And honestly, I liked all of them. Uh, so, you know, like, I, I, something about the genre gets me. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed it. And I don't know what I was expecting, uh, but I was, I was into it the whole time. And it, it and it, it makes you mad in the way that only a true story can where like, it's so, it's so unsatisfying at the end of the movie, but it's not, I don't know. I wasn't, I, I, I was mad. I was unsatisfied, but I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing, but I was so annoyed by the mm. end of the movie. I was like, Oh man, I hate this so much. <laughs> but yeah. the, the only reason that- I hated it so much was because I cared so much and I was so into the movie.
3: Right, right, right. Because it's not a happy ending. No. Yeah. And it, it, it It's,
2: it's not, it, and I didn't, I did not expect it. I mean, I guess, yeah, we'll do spoilers. I didn't expect him to die at the end of the movie. Sure. I didn't know anything about the story. Right. Uh, but I thought the end of the movie was going to be him losing. And that's not even like a super tragic ending. It's just infuriating. Like, it's just, you're so, I was so mad. Uh, and, but it was just because I was so invested and so engaged the whole time anyways.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The the story itself is just a a frustrating story. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's valid. Scott, uh, did you, uh, you know, we, we talked about your, your sort of initial take. Did you have a, a different experience watching it this time
0: or was it just about the same as your first? I would say I probably appreciated some of the more like technical things this time. Um, as, uh, my palate has perhaps like shifted a little bit, um, in the last five years. Um, but, I would say I I was, it was still kind of like lacking with something I think unsatisfied and maybe that's just what it was supposed to be. But like, yeah, I mean, I didn't walk away feeling good about anything. I didn't like walk away like feeling like, Oh man, I can't wait to watch that again. Like this is a movie I probably would only return to if someone else was like, man, I really want to watch this. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of lacking something for me, but I don't know what it is. I Hmm. think, uh, yeah, unsatisfying in a way that I would only forgive a true story. If this wasn't right. a true story,
3: I would be furious. Oh yeah, I would hate this movie. Absolutely, I would walk away and be like, why did I watch this? Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah. I I completely agree with that. Yeah, the story is sucky. Yeah, like I just hate I Josh mean, it's, Lucas in it's, this movie. It's here's the thing. It's a beautiful, powerful story, and I think in it truly, I I think this is one of the great American. And when I say American stories, what I mean is like the story of the American dream. And I don't even mean that for Ken Miles in particular. I think I mean that for the whole team that, you know, put together this car that that really just was unprecedented. And the the crew that that made that happen and made that possible, I think, is a, a great story of American ingenuity and a great story of American um uh you know willingness to uh buck the system and and think differently and you know I think that's really beautiful and, and incredible and and I do think that that story, the American story is the story of 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 you know a melting pot of people you know not necessarily being all Americans you know I think about even Oppenheimer that came out this year I think that's a great American story that involves so many uh, not American people. And I think that is the truly great American story is where we can uh, look aside certain differences in order to accomplish uh, a common impossible. Um, And so I love this for that. But it is just a a legitimately unfulfilling, you know, it's, it's a story about, it's a story about real loss and it's a story about real sacrifice. And that's sometimes hard to, hard to love and hard to connect to and hard to, you know, feel warm about, you know, there is a warming effect of other people's sacrifice, but you also just feel, you feel the depth of their sacrifice and that's not a fun feeling. Yeah. And in some way, like there was a sacrifice, but, <clears throat> it was a sa-
2: tricked into sacrificing more than you thought you were doing, you know, totally. Like the, you, you, I felt tricked as the yeah. audience. Like I was furious. I felt tricked and betrayed just to, I mean, not just as much as they did, but yeah, I felt, I felt it. Yeah. And that's unsatisfying. That's infuriating. It is. But yeah. It'd be one thing if it, he knew what he was getting into and you're like, wow, he didn't win. And that
3: sucks. Cause I wanted him to win, but then right to have it. To, to for that he was truly laps ahead laps ahead yeah. and and had the had the perfect lap you know I love that moment that his that his boy you know all those thousands of miles away uh, like just watching TV just that moment where he says he says it that was the perfect lap you know the thing that his dad was chasing and and in so many ways he won but in some of the most uh historic ways his loss was his loss held instead of his win. And that is just infuriating. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys think about uh, Christian Bale and Matt Damon in this movie?
1: Well, if you don't mind, actually, no, I, yeah. I wanted to hear Tyler. Cause I know that you said that you love this movie. I was curious if you had a, a little bit of a different experience approaching this movie, this time for the podcast, if you notice anything differently or felt differently at all.
3: You know, I, I've seen this movie since 2019. I've, I've seen it several times because I, I really, I, I loved this movie immediately. Um, and, and I think I loved it immediately, mostly for nostalgic reasons, because there were a lot of things about this that were very close to my family. And I remember my uncle was still alive, you know, when this movie came out and he and I spoke about it and, um, he had, you know, talked a lot with, a lot of the people that he knew, uh, some of which, you know, their names are used in this movie. Um, and you know, I got the opportunity to speak with, uh, Bill Ford, who's the nephew of the deuce in this movie. Um, so they share, uh, Henry Ford as their, uh, ancestor. Uh, Bill Ford, who today is the president of Ford Motor Company, he's the great grandson of Henry Ford and the nephew of, of the deuce. And, you know, he, he even shared, you know, there were elements about this that were, uh, you know, he felt like one sided, but he understood, I think why, the perspective that was used was a valid perspective of the events at the time. Like, I think he felt like, you know, the Ken miles and the, uh, and the Shelby perspective were, they were at least honest for how they probably felt at that time. Um, it may not be, you know, from the Ford family's perspective, like the most, uh, honest for their perspective, but they felt like it was you know it was it was true enough mm. for for what they must have felt at the time of course carol shelby's gone and we know that ken miles is gone um, he dies at the end of the movie but <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a, it it was a, it was honest enough you know, and it was honest for a certain perspective. It's
1: a mature way to look at the movie.
3: Yeah, I think so too. I I, I I, really agree and I really appreciated his his candor while also feeling like his uncle who he grew up, that's his uncle, like he grew up with this man and that's not quite how he was, you know, and, and you know, some of these, Instances they did kind of shake out like that, but that's not what was really going on behind the scenes, you know. There was more to the story, um, but I felt like they were. I, I actually felt like, from my perspective watching this, I felt like they honored a lot of that. Like, uh, the deuce is not the villain of this story, it's it's BB played by Josh Lucas, mm-hmm. that oh. executive that's just he's a ladder climber and you know, he's trying to hold power and authority and he's trying to wrestle it from whoever he can whether it's by being sycophantic to his boss or by being a real dick to the race team
0: yeah i wonder how uh i don't know if he's still alive or not but or his family how they felt about the movie
3: i don't think Probably very, uh, very happy about
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I, be honest. I don't imagine. I think he's one of the more hateable characters I've seen in a movie. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, he's so dislikable. And I feel like he, for this podcast, we've seen people who are obviously much worse people in movies. Oh, yeah. He's so much more hateable than them.
3: Yeah. Like Ray Fiennes in, uh, yeah. in Schindler's List. Yeah. One like, of the worst people of all time. Way more hateable.
2: Yeah. But I, I hated him so much. It was so easy to hate
3: B.B. Sorry, I just really wanted to say Rafe Fines.
2: How do
0: you say just that for, again?
3: Yeah. Uh, Rafe Fines. <laughs> do
0: you, you want to
2: know what's nuts? Is I was listening to a different podcast and somebody was trying to get a word pronunciation. They used the same
3: guy. No way. Yeah. No way. Oh, man. Well, at least we're in good company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally agree with you, man. Like, BB is, he is just such a, a good villain in this movie, to be honest. I hate him. The entire time, mm-hmm. like yep. he has no redeeming value. I hate him
2: even when, even before you know he's going to be the villain of the story. When he's like trashing John Bernthal, yeah, I'm like,
0: I hate this guy. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, let John Bernthal talk. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like Josh Lucas is always that character, though. No, that's not true. What are What are some of like his roles where he's not like the? Uh, the the sports movie the the basketball movie they did
3: the girls basketball team he was a girls basketball coach he went to coach the like a, a team in Texas college team college basketball that was entirely uh, African American and uh, that was Glory Road Glory Road it was it was unheard so. of at the time he he was basically the white Denzel of remember the titans mm. it was and and it was a it was as well it was a disney sports movie just mm-hmm. like remember like it was it was just one-to-one you know I, I like glory road i think it's a good movie i don't think it's a movie you absolutely should have seen but if you haven't seen josh lucas and glory road give it a shot because he is the good guy in that movie
1: he's in um sweet home alabama
3: He's the bad um, guy in Sweet Home Alabama, though, isn't he? Is he? I thought he's like the. He's um, the main character. No, I thought he was the the boyfriend that she like goes to no. Alabama to get away from or something.
0: No, that was uh, Patrick Dempsey. McD- yeah, McDreamy.
1: Oh, McDreamboat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Josh. I think she ends up with Josh Lucas. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so. Okay, okay. I do like um, him in Sweet
0: Home Alabama. Yeah. I haven't he's, seen he's Sweet Home in, Alabama all the way through. I don't think he's in a beautiful. Oh, that's mind. a you absolutely should have seen. Which yeah, he, he wasn't a super likable character in that.
1: Well, but I feel like he ends up being. like You I find like out later that they were
0: friends, yeah. right. but the way he was portrayed the first, the whole time, 80%, 90%, right. he was portrayed as not a friend.
1: Yeah, kind of. We had that conversation on that podcast. Um, he was also in American Psycho. He definitely doesn't play this kind of character in that movie. Right. I, haven't seen I like Josh Lucas. He's He's a good supporting actor in my opinion. Uh, but I mean, I agree with everything you guys are saying. He it, it, regarding this movie, he's a very hateable character. Um, How would you guys feel about the portrayal of Henry Ford the second? Tracy Letts portrayal. I I mean, I really loved
3: him. He he felt like a you know, his nephew Bill Ford kind of shared with me that he didn't appreciate the the portrayal of his uncle being uh, easily manipulatable. Hmm. Um, which That's I see I in this, this movie yeah. that, you know, he does seem very manipulatable by BB at least. Um, and I, I understand that take, like, I, I get it. Like, yeah, they, I, I think they did portray him that way, but I didn't necessarily feel that from watching it. I felt like he was a very good, uh, I, I think it was a really good portrayal of someone who is trying to honor this really unique family legacy mm-hmm. like there there aren't many families in america that are like the ford family where like they're i mean ford is just mm-hmm. it it's almost synonymous with america you know Um, along with other companies. It's not like they're alone in that, but they they, like Ford is a very American company. It's a very American institution. It's been around for all this time and it's still being led by one family. Like that's, that's very unique. That's a really unique story. And I felt like they did a good job of in with uh, bets. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's showing that. Side of the Deuce of Henry Ford II that was, you know, trying to be a good businessman, but also really trying very hard to like live in very big shoes. Mm-hmm. And I thought you did a good job of that.
2: I don't know. I don't know anything about Henry Ford II, who was. I thought they said he was the. I thought he was the grandson of Henry Ford. Grandson yeah, of Henry yeah. Ford. I know Henry Ford wasn't a great guy, but I don't know anything about. The deuce, the deuce. Uh, it's interesting. but I like in this movie. I I, I don't know. That was, yeah,
3: yeah, and and, yeah. and I don't mean to glorify any of these people. I'm not no. saying any of them are good men. No, I'm I, just saying it's a hard. I had to bite my yeah, tongue yeah.
2: from interrupting you because you said it's a unique family, and I had to fight to say like
3: I know a lot of people whose great grandparents were really anti-Semitic, uh, but <laughs> yeah, but but I don't know a lot of people whose great grandparents uh, started a. Uh, a multi-generational yeah, have industrial have dynasty created a
2: legacy. Yeah, to this scale. An industrial dynasty. Um, I thought it'd be funny to say <laughs>
1: uh, for sure. It, it's interesting that um one that, and I can totally see how Bill Ford would would feel this way watching this movie. Um He's coming at this film from a completely different context than I am. But even you guys kind of said that you were able to see that, and I guess I could see how someone would watch this and think Henry Ford II is manipulatable in this movie. But that was never my read. I'm not saying I disagree. It's just like that wasn't what came to mind when I watched this movie. I, I kind of watched him and thought, like, he's, he's trusting. He's trusting of his employees. He's mm-hmm. clearly trusting of BB. But I really like that he is trusting of Carol Shelby. Um, and one of my favorite scenes is when he gets into the car and Carol drives him around. And I oh. love that scene for a couple reasons uh, because, in a lot of ways, Carol Shelby, who we know is an incredible racer we don't get to see him race very much in this movie so it's kind of cool in that scene to see like hey this guy's still got it he's still a badass um but i I remember watching the trailer and the the trailer they used that shot when henry ford starts crying in the marketing a lot and then the trailer it looks really goofy like it looks like it's supposed to be this like laugh out loud moment and in the movie it's it's not that at all it's a little awkward it's a little like What's, vulnerable it's well it's really vulnerable you find out really like what what drove him and obviously a lot of it's like adrenaline and there's just an overwhelming emotion in that moment but it's it's a really kind of um heartfelt moment mm. and uh I one I love that because I think that that's a really cool way to develop Henry Ford iI and kind of get a glimpse of his uh personhood in, in a really quick way Way. So it's, it's yeah. very effective filmmaking. Um, but also I, I love that he's so trusting of Carol and and he knows um, you guys know what you're doing in this department. I don't. Yeah, I and, and I'm going to trust you. And if you say Ken Miles is the guy to do it, clearly not anyone can just get in and do this job. So I'm going to trust you. And I and I really like that. It, that makes me endear uh, or I'm endeared to Henry Ford II even more in that scene.
0: I think it read for me. Not like trusting because he's a trusting person, but trusting because he had to be.
3: Because sure. he, he finally recognized how out of his depth he was. Is that what you mean?
0: Like he was just so driven by his own legacy, yet yeah, that he, he just n- had to do these things. But he like none of it was like endearing for me, or like well, would he you, read very you, petty to me. Yeah, what do you mean by that, did in Scott. this movie? Hmm. Like every, everything he, he, he does is about like his legacy and living up to his grandfather's name. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he comes in and basically says like, come in with a good idea or you're fired. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he, the only like moment where you see a little bit of like humanity in him is in that moment where he has all the adrenaline and everything. But he's just like, for me, like so swayed by all these people because he's like grasping for his mm. own um, significance. significance. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Like that scene where he
2: says, "Come in with a good idea, you're fired." Maybe I have a unique perspective among us for this because I've I've, I've been a drone in a huge corporation. That's true uh, for my whole career. Yeah. But my thought was, how about you do something of value? Like right. you come up with an idea, and I didn't like him immediately. And then he came in and I feel like his entire motivation for doing this was to recover from the slight that Ferrari gave him. Like Mm. he wasn't on board. And then Ferrari said a bunch of bad things about Ford. And he was like, all right, we're going to beat him no matter what it takes. And so he read petty to me, didn't like him, but I don't like many big CEOs uh, having been under big CEOs I think maybe gives me a different look at this, but I think that's you're fair. you're not doing, you do something like they're doing their jobs. Your job is
1: to come up with a good idea. Right. Uh, so I didn't like him. No, I don't know. I mean, like that's what he hired them to do. Right.
2: He went, he went onto the, the factory how, how floor. You, they were
1: making you, the cars. Know, well, but but how but do you know he also wasn't trying yeah, to come up with something himself? It's, ah.
3: it's, it's the factory floor, but it's also, you know, he really lands that moment on the executives that are lingering with him on the balcony. You know, um, and and I think that that is, you know, to be honest, I actually really liked that moment from this movie about the deuce. Like, the, to be honest, that I, but I, I think your perspective is way more lived in than my perspective. But when I've had bosses come to me um, and kind of have that same like, hey, like th- we're we're up against the wall we need to think of something or we're going to die. And it's not just up to me. It's up to all of us. Like this, this idea could come from anywhere in this room. Uh, to me, that's always been very like, uh, not, uh, thrusting their, um, responsibility on me, but I've always read that when smaller moments like that have come up to me, I've always, personally read it as an opportunity to, to show myself, which is what John Bernthal's character Mm -hmm. really takes it as is like, okay, like you want a good idea. I've got, I, I think I've got a crazy idea and it truly was for, for Ford at the time. It was a crazy idea. And, and Josh Lucas, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Josh Lucas's character, Lee Iacocca, um, he was right to say in that board meeting that it, it sh- really should have taken years to develop this program. And and I can kind of say that with some authority because my uncle, his, the last project he worked on with Ford um, or f- before Ford, but with Ford um, was to build the Raptor uh-huh. for the Dakar race. Um, and you know, that vehicle ended up becoming the Raptor that we know today that is like you know, a super expensive truck, but that was a truck that my uncle developed and designed for a specific race, similar to what Carol did for, you know, Le Mans. And it, it took, it took a couple of years for him to develop the, the Raptor with a team of people to develop the Raptor for this race that Ford had not been in. And it, it really just does take a long time.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think your perspective on that is even a little bit generous to what I saw in the movie because <laughs> I didn't see. Hey, it's not just me; it's all of us. We all need to do something. He came in and said, "Do this or you're fired." Like, come to me with a big thing, or well, you're fired. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not like, hey, our backs are against the wall; we're all in this together. That's that. That felt very me versus you. That that wasn't a direct quote, but yeah, I I know. I, mean. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not talking about what he. But that is, a, I think, a direct quote from the movie.
3: No, it's mm-hmm. not. He said. He said. uh the, the man that comes into my office with an idea keeps his job. All of our jobs are on the line with this. So like what he was saying was not so much that like, if you don't come to me with an idea, you're fired. The point was we're all about to go under. And if we don't have a good idea, like all of our jobs are gone. So the person who comes into my office with an idea, keeps his job was saying like you're protected from downsizing if we have to get there, but they, they were on their way to, to significant layoffs and downsizing because the company wasn't performing. And so it was like, Hey, look, like we're, we're all on at risk of losing our jobs. If you come to me with an idea, I promise you, your job is safe because you came to me with an idea, Hmm. but we're, we're all at risk of losing our jobs right now. And, if we don't come up with the next idea to keep us on the map, we're not going to exist tomorrow. And that, that was the speech in in the movie and in history that, that was the speech. Um, but I, I understand the, I understand the, the feeling and that is a natural feeling of being on the floor and being like, well, man, like I, I'm not an idea guy, but I also know that historically, throughout engineering, it's often the guys on the floor that come up with the idea that propels the company into the next.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think that's how I read uh, the scene. I think that's not what this movie is about. I think that I hate most CEOs. Uh, I, I think we can probably. <laughs> so fair. I think just, I, just from that one scene, that's like fair. you, you hated him. Uh, I didn't like him. I, he he colored me as. Uh, you know, big tech CEO who is going to fire everybody so that we can drive our stock price up, you know, three, $3 or whatever it is that we're doing. I don't know. I think, yeah. I, I think I am in this, but I think a new ad, this, she actually said out loud, she's like, why don't you do something? Uh, so I don't know. I think I, if, if colored in, uh, maybe just this time of my personal life and personal mm-hmm. career. And that's fair. Uh,
3: Reddit. And I was like, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy at all. Yeah, I think that's fair and I won't try and like argue out of that. Like it's a valid valid read.
0: Yeah, I would say I read it similar to how Jake did. Um how did you guys feel about um Ken and Carol's uh like relationship uh, together? That and, like, was the movie for me. Uh, like
3: and and also just frankly Matt Damon and Christian Bale's chemistry. They yeah. they they sold it. Yeah, no like that
2: that if, if they don't have that chemistry, if they don't have that relationship, this movie sucks. Like, that was the movie,
0: in my opinion. I liked when uh, they had like fought and she was like going to bring out the soda and he
1: and she was like, Shelby, you want one? And he's
0: like, no, yeah.
3: not for him. He can get his own.
1: <laughs> it, Just a fizzy pup for me. <laughs> I, I do I do love that as well. And I agree that like that's the movie. That's the heart of the movie. But it, it is so funny to like hear you say, Jake, that like without it, this movie sucks. Because I remember thinking to myself, like I actually kind of want the like the Ford story version of this movie. Like uh, I'd like to see the Lee Iac- Iacocca um part of this movie a little bit more, maybe like a mini series of like just that period of time Mm. in the Ford business. Like I, I really enjoy a lot of that movie and a lot of that's kind of on the forefront at the beginning of the movie. And then it like really does kind of lean into the, the Shelby and, and Ken miles aspect of the movie, but overall they're great. I mean, it's, it's Damon and Bale. Um, and, and I will say having
3: like my uncle raced for Ford for most of his career, not all of it, but most of it. And a lot of his career, the deuce was in charge. And to my knowledge, my uncle never spoke with him one-on-one. Huh. As As a racer, huh. you know, as a driver, my uncle never spoke with the deuce, to my knowledge. He did, however... Uh, speak with his nephew, Bill Ford, who's been, you know, also was the CEO for a period, a brief period of time that my uncle was racing for them and had met with him. Now, I say like with a grain of salt because like my uncle got a lifetime engineering award from Ford that was awarded to him at some like massive gala. The award was given to him by sitting president George W. Bush. What? And our family found out years later, Hmm. including his wife. Like he didn't even tell his wife that he won a lifetime award for engineering from Ford and that it was presented to him by the sitting president when you said,
2: even when you were saying the word sitting president, I expected you to say sitting president of Ford. No, I didn't expect like the United States of America, the
3: United States of America, George W. Bush, like it, like presented the award to him. And seriously, all of us found out years later, we were at like Thanksgiving dinner and like it came out. Like he like said something. And my aunt was like, his wife was like, wait, What? And my grandma was like, what are you talking about? And like, we like dug in more with him and found out that like, yeah, like he, you know, so I say with a grain of salt, he might've met with the deuce and I just didn't know about it, <laughs> yeah. but I know for a fact that he sat down several times with, with his nephew, Bill Ford, uh, and he was very involved in their racing. Bill was very involved in their, their racing, uh, accomplishments, but I really don't know about the deuce. I would love that story so much more if like somebody just happened
2: to see a picture of your uncle with George W. Bush. That was and asked him about it.
3: close to how it came up. That's awesome. That, that is, is pretty so <laughs> close to how it came up. And I'll never forget. It was like, he
0: kind of casually was like, well, I met the president.
3: Yeah, it will. It, it was kind of like that. It was, and was
0: like, wait, when did you meet the yeah, president?
3: Yeah, exactly. That was kind uh-huh. of how it came up. Uh, You know, someone said something about W years after the fact and, you know, he wasn't the president anymore. And he was like, oh, well, you know, he was a nice guy. He's like uh, taller than you think. Oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah. Yes, exactly. And he's like, well, no, you know, like when I when I met him and we're like, what are you talking about when you met him? And he was like, well, I got that uh, award. And we're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, We had no idea. We had no clue. So he was a very secretive person. So I don't always know. All of his interactions, to be honest.
0: Um, yeah, your uncle always carried himself like someone who could have been in the CIA. Like, you just yeah, didn't know.
3: Yeah, he, exactly, yeah. He he was that kind of character.
2: But uh, back to what you were saying about the Lee Iacocca story. I liked that story as it served us to get into more of the Carol Shelby and uh, I don't know why I'm forgetting Christian Bale's character's name. Ken Miles. Ken, Ken Miles, Miles' story. Yeah. Like, that, I think, for me... I liked John, I liked John Bernthal and he was in support of them. Uh, and I just like John Bernthal in general. Uh, but I, I liked that story. I think as it served to,
0: to just further our, the story that I was actually mm-hmm. invested in. I know. I actually agree with you, Zach. I think I, one, I wish that we could have had a little bit more John Bernthal in this. I mm-hmm. felt like I was, I was wanting more of him and in his interactions and things. And they're just, he was in it for like a little bit and then there was like none of him. Um, but it would be super interesting to like, kind of see multiple perspectives mm-hmm. on this same historic story.
1: Yeah. You're almost kind of teased with John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. I feel he like he seems pretty prominent in the first like 45 minutes of the movie and you're like, oh, we're gonna get a good amount of John Bernthal. And then he's kind of just like hanging out in the background yeah, for he, the rest of the he movie. He doesn't like
0: have any lines in the second yeah. half of the movie. <laughs> I
1: think yeah. in
2: general, John Bernthal is kind of pulling a Costanza with his career mm-hmm. where he Always leaves me wanting more. Mm. I've never had too much John Bernthal. Like he gets into a role, and I'm like, man, I wish he had a bigger role in uh-huh. this. Like The Walking Dead, he's dead in season two, right? You know, in the bear, he's just in it in flashbacks, yeah. right? And yeah. I, I, he's he's really pulling a Costanza
3: for me. Just walks I, out of the meeting. I respect that a lot. Yeah. And, and even in like, uh, this is way less than what you named, but even in the the movie, the accountant, the Ben Affleck movie, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's a dumb action movie and it's a, it's an okay time, you know, like I, I softly recommend it, but John Bernthal's the best character in that movie. And we only, we have so little screen time of him, you know, Mm -hmm. but he's the best character. You're right. He kind of picks and chooses the best (laughs) characters.
2: Yeah. He's he's like a really good character and you're always like, Man, I could have done with more of that. I could have done with more of him on yeah. screen. And he just did in but it I think I think it's smart because if I see John Bernthal, I think I don't get enough John Bernthal. I'm gonna go see that right now. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. It's in service of him as an actor, but it's also in service of the
1: film. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of, uh, let's just talk about Matt Damon specifically. Oh. What'd you guys think of him in this movie? I, I think I was thinking about this in light of, did we have a conversation
2: recently about how Matt, da- I think it was when we did the departed about yeah. how like Matt Damon, I think it, somebody said he was a better actor than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that in this movie. I was like, oh, he's really, I really like him in this movie and I feel like he has a, a lot of range and he, I can hate him and I can really like him and whatever it is that he He wants me to they the movie wants me to feel about somebody, he can make me feel about that
3: person. I think I think he did a good job in this. Honestly, I feel like we're in the golden era of Matt Damon from Mm. Interstellar on. Mm. Okay. Till till today. Like I feel like Matt Damon is working more than most actors today. He works a lot. He works a lot. Everything that he does, everything that he chooses to be involved with, I like. Mm -hmm. And similar to what you were talking about Bernthal. Like sometimes he comes into like in Inception, for example, he comes into the movie and uh, Nolan had told Damon when they sat down together, he said, you know how they say uh, there's no small parts, only small actors. And Matt was like, yeah. And he's like, this is a small part. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are small parts. This is a small part that I'm pitching for you. Uh, but Matt took it and I thought in inception, he
1: really delivered on that small part. He's my favorite part of that movie.
3: Mine too. Yeah. And around the same time, the Martian comes out and Mm. the Martian is, Phenomenal. Wait, I mean who is Matt Damon yeah, in Inception?
1: I'm, I'm I, Interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, I'm, sorry. See, I said, I, I'm sorry. I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry. That's I why pulled yeah, yeah, I pulled out my phone. I Googled, misspeak. I Googled Matt Damon Inception. <laughs> my misspeak. Interstellar. <laughs> okay, I remember Matt Damon in Interstellar. <laughs> I was also like Chris racing. Nolan. Yeah. Also yeah. Chris Nolan, but Yeah. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Uh, I like, did I in. miss something? No, that was my same thing I my tabletop still spinning. My my verbal typo. Uh sorry about that, guys. Uh, but yeah, in Interstellar, he's he's terrific in interstellar. And, uh, like I, I really think this is the golden age of Matt Damon that we're living in right now. And I think Ford versus Ferrari is a phenomenal entry for him as being a a really likable actor, a really talented actor mm-hmm. that can also step into something that is not quite wholly him. Like I've met one time I met Carol Shelby Hmm. and uh, Matt. I mean, that's not a lot of
1: interaction with Carol Shelby, but it's more than most viewers. It almost kind of feels like your uncle just telling us right now that he met the sitting president
3: a little (laughs) bit. Like,
1: like I I have 45 minutes into the movie. Oh, I met Matt Damon's character. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, but, but it was one time and it was really brief, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, he really did he captured that brief essence of him so well. Mm. You know, like I don't know what Carol was really like. Like I wasn't a friend of his. I wasn't, you know, a family friend of his. Like, but I met him once. Mm-hmm. And that's how he seemed. And mm. and you know, one of the things that I've I'm sorry, Jake, I Oh I, no, no, no. I keep keep going. Right I, I'm just thinking about
2: what you were saying.
3: Yeah. Uh, one thing that that I really love about this movie that I feel like Matt Damon really captured well is knowing people who know or who knew Carol Shelby. Um, they all say that he was haunted by Ken Miles his entire life. Mm. That when he died, every time Ken got brought up, he kind of got choked up. Like he didn't... like. That was, it, it, it was kind of like a, you know, and I didn't know the story of Ken Miles, to be honest, when I met him, I was a young, a, a young kid. I was probably 13, 12 or 13, I think when I met him. And, uh, but I knew he was an important person for engineering of vehicles. You know, that, that's what I knew about Carol, Carol Shelby. Um, but, but in talking with other people who knew him well, they always say whenever Ken got brought up, he kind of shut down. And I think they told that well in this movie. And I think Matt Damon in particular told it well. My favorite scene in the movie is at the very end when he, he looks back at the sun, he he's with the sun and they have that conversation. Mm. And I think that was the best Matt Damon Delivered in this movie was in that scene when he's with the son, and and the son says, you know, he says, you know, Ken was, and he can't quite find the word, and and the boy says, Peter says he was your friend, and he says, yeah, he was, you know, and and that was the best he could, you know, that that Carol Shelby could really bring to bear about Ken is he, he was my friend. And I thought Matt Damon delivered on that. So freaking well, so well. And I thought the relationship between him and Christian Bale felt so believable. Most of the time, I didn't feel like I was watching Christian Bale or Matt Damon. I felt like I was watching Ken miles and Carol Shelby.
2: Yeah. I think that like, I think maybe like to your point, like there's not very much of the movie after Ken dies, but I think that, Matt Damon gives us enough that you feel a real change in Carol Shelby. Like when when we get that scene where the preacher from Deadwood is pissing me off because he's like, what is he? He says something like, Oh, they don't always get out of the car. Mm-hmm. And they don't he, always
3: get out of the car. Yet.
2: And I feel like that is something before this that I feel like I could have heard Matt Damon saying. Carol Shelby yeah. saying uh, up to that point in the movie. Totally. But I feel like there's a very real you feel a very real change, and I don't know. 10 minutes of the movie, like the last 10 minutes of the movie.
3: No, you're totally right. Like he was for Ken from the get go. Like he put his company on the line for Ken, but he also was like, you get the feeling all up until his death that Carol was doing what he was doing because he believed in Ken, not because he loved Ken. Uh Right. You know, like he was just like, no, he's just the best. You know, so like he, he did everything he did because he, he believed in his opinion of a person, but you're absolutely right. At the very end, that all flips on its head and Matt Damon does it in a way that we don't even necessarily notice, but we feel Mm -hmm. that like it was a lot more personal to him than he ever let on throughout the movie. And Matt Damon, I mean, that's hard to do Mm -hmm. to communicate that kind of a thing that Jake just talked about mm-hmm. in like just not in dialogue, but just in acting.
1: Yeah. Matt Damon is such an interesting movie star. And, and I just listened to a podcast on him. And so not all of this is original thought, but uh, he, he can lead a film if he wants, like he can be the sole lead. Uh, he can support, like it kind of feels like he does in this movie or like an Oppenheimer. He can cameo, like he can kind of do, everything and I I think what's what's really interesting about Matt Damon I think that I kind of talked about this a little bit on The Departed is that he can play characters that feel like so familiar, like people that it feels like you've met in your day-to-day life. Whereas like Christian Bale or like an actor like Leo, I feel like a lot of times, more often than not, they're playing like really larger than life characters. Even Ken Miles feels a little larger than life. He kind of feels a little more animated than everyone else in this movie. And if you ever met like a Christian Bale or like Leo character in real life, you'd never forget meeting that person. Whereas Matt Damon, it's always like, yeah, I've I've met people that resemble Carol Shelby, or like I've met like this cocky, hotshot, annoying guy like his departed character, or I've met like a dweeby Linus, you know, and he's able to do that really well, but he's able to do it all across the spectrum where. His character in The Departed is drastically different than Carol Shelby or Linus or Will Hunting or whatever it may be. Like they're all people that feel so realistic that you could interact with on a day to like in your day to day life. Um, but they can be annoying. They can be extremely likable. They can be weird. They can be popular. They can command a room. They could be the biggest loser in the room, and he can kind of just kind of do it all and kind of disappear into his role as he wishes or stand out and be this commanding presence like he is in, in born identity. You know, it's, it's really interesting.
2: And I, I think I was thinking about is what you said, Tyler, really, like I feel like we're in the golden age of Matt Damon and I don't even know that I necessarily disagree, but to, to think that, Hey, we're in the golden age of Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, and The Departed, and The Bourne movies, and The Oceans movies are all not what you would consider to be Golden Age Matt Damon is insane. It is like that. It what is a, insane. that that's an insane like those are huge movies. Huge, and to say that that's not his best
3: work is crazy. And I don't know that I disagree. Uh, I think it's, it's it's insane. You're absolutely right.
1: It's an insane testament to his uh his craft. Uh, And I I have to think that part of it is it feels like he doesn't have much of an ego when he like uh, approaches these roles or approaches these movies because he's willing to do like an interstellar part, you know, and that's not beneath him Um, or whatever it may be. He's he he can be um, we built a zoo or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. he can be General Groves in Oppenheimer where he's in a movie and he's maybe in an hour worth of a three hour film and he's not one of the top pill. Well, I mean, I I guess he kind of is in that movie, but he's not the lead, you know? And yeah, he's willing to trust some of these, uh, prestige directors. Um, it's,
3: yeah, he's Matt Damon's crushing it. Matt Damon's crushing it. I, I really liked though. I, I really liked, uh, uh, Christian Bale as Ken. He felt super, Honestly, even more believable to me, even than Matt Damon is as Carol. Like, what do you think? It's
2: it, for me, it's hard to watch Christian Bale do anything and not be like in, in raptured. I don't yeah. know. He, he like really, he commands my attention. I think he's so good. I really love Christian Bale. I agree though with Zach. I feel like he always does feel larger than life. And I feel like maybe he's, he's maybe it's just, he's cast in roles or at least roles that I've seen where he has to be that. And he delivers that. I do. I, w- I would never say it feels unbelievable, but I would say that it w- it's just like this, like big, uh, attention grabbing
1: person that you would never forget. I don't mm. know. It was fun to watch Christian Bale in this movie. Um, because it feels like a role that he doesn't get to do very often. Which is a little bit, even though we talked about how sad and infuriating this movie is at parts, but in a lot of ways, the Ken Miles character is a really fun character.
2: Yeah. He is a very fun person. The story itself isn't very fun Mm -hmm. and it's very sad for Ken, but Ken, uh, for the most part, is doing exactly what he wants to
1: do. Yeah. And having fun doing it. And it seems like Christian Bale's just having a blast playing this character.
3: I think so too. And, and you know, I, it reminds me of, uh, it, it reminds me of something my uncle said, uh, when, uh, my, my uncle was inducted into the off-road, uh, hall of fame, off-road racing hall of fame. And, uh, it was after my uncle had, uh, found Jesus. And you know, he said something really beautiful that that I I think was very true of Ken, very true of Carol, and it was something that this movie celebrated that I think is a uh, maybe a a, a lost uh, lost on most of us, you know, the rest of us. And my uncle said, you know, every time I got into that truck, I had to make peace with the fact that I might die. Mm. And that was what I had to do. And my uncle said in his acceptance speech, the secret to being a great driver is accepting every time you get in that this might be it. I might die. And, and I think that that's such a, uh, like for the rest of us, such a lost, like, for any of us getting into a car thinking, okay, I might die just turning on the ignition for most of us is like ludicrous that, that it's, it's not a risk worth taking, but for some people it is a risk worth taking and the, the reward is eternal glory. You know, the reward is the win. The reward is, you know, having, I guess, Christian Bale make a movie about you. Mm. Um, but that's not guaranteed but what is a like a guaranteed possibility every time is that you might die and that's that's crazy for the rest of us i think that helps inform me a little bit about
2: the Carol Shelby character in this movie, because so much, I was so stressed out about his heart condition. Yeah, I was <laughs> oh, like, stop doing things that raise your heart rate. Don't get into a fight, into a fist fight. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, you're gonna die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is what's interesting is what was going through my head when you were saying that was, um, and, and ultimately this kind of disproves my point because Ken Miles. Did in a, of course, attaining a, eternal glory and had a, a movie where Christian Bale played him. Uh, but he didn't win. He didn't win. And he risked his life. And knowing and that he, he might not. And knowing that he might not get out of that car and he deserved the title and he didn't get it. And you which know, is, you know, I, I, I didn't think about that. Like my thought was like he put in the work, he put in the time, he had the skill, but he risked his life. My
3: favorite line of the movie is the moment that Ken and Carol both know that the win has been stolen from Ken by BB ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And of course I love truly like it's such a small moment, but I actually really love the fear and anger on Josh Lucas's face when Carol attacks him in the pit. Uh Uh-huh. Like, Josh Lucas did a really good job. He's a great actor. He did a really good job. Yeah. But I love the, the the next sort of line. Uh Ken says to Carol, he says, You didn't promise me the win, you promised me the drive. Mm-hmm. And and that is for all these guys, the drive is worth possible death.
2: That's what I was gonna bring up that exact line where like I feel like I don't feel like you're wrong. I feel like when I was watching Ken, I didn't feel like he was in it for glory. I don't feel like he was in it for the movie to be made about him one day. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even necessarily the win. I think he wanted to win. Yes. But I think he won I think he was doing what he loved and he was trying to get his perfect lap, his mm-hmm. like do it as bet as well as anybody could ever do it. Or better. Yeah.
3: And and he's what does he say? He says it was a pretty good run. Carol says, and Ken says, "Yeah, but we could do it better." Yeah, and you he's know? like, "All right,
2: well, let's get you back in. Yeah, like let's what start working doing on it. like a like a Bill Belichick." Yeah, like a, where he's like, "Hey, you won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do now?" And he's like, "Well, everybody else has a head start in the next season, so
3: that's right. I'm going to get busy. That's right." And I I I I am moved by that commitment to to a sport. Uh, Truly like Mm -hmm. this is a sports movie. I agree with, with everything you guys have said that this is a sports movie. I think it is a sports movie and this is as good a sports movie to me as any, as miracle or as any Disney sports movie. And, and also uh, I, I think I can't remember now to be honest, if I was looking at this or black Hawk down, but one of the two uh, Disney passed on the rights to distribute. Uh, I mean, they're both big. So <laughs> both of them were big. One of the two of these, I can't remember which one Disney passed on the rights to, and I would imagine it was probably a, a in in my mis memory. Uh, I would imagine it was probably this one because Black Hawk Down doesn't seem like something you go to it doesn't yeah. seem like a movie distribute. that I would
2: pitch to Disney. Yeah, uh, but yeah.
3: Ford versus Ferrari, like they, it is a sports movie, and and they have a long history of success with those, but uh but regardless whether or not disney actually passed on this one i think this is a sports movie absolutely and and i think that this captures that uh drive so well and and i love it for that yeah i completely agree with you And i love the characters that they develop along the way mm-hmm. even the deuce i kind of love him i do too i really do
1: <laughs> Yeah.
3: I kind of love him. What?
1: Jake loves him too. <laughs> no, um, I, I hate him. I, I know that our, our conversation is kind of winding down a little bit, but uh, just briefly. We're also over time. Yeah. So, yeah. Just briefly, if we could talk a little bit about just the racing scenes or even just the Le Mans uh, oh. race itself. Oh, I loved it. I was, I thought I w- it was really excellent. I was, I was fixated the entire time.
2: It would be very easy for that those scenes to be boring. Hmm. And they weren't. Yeah. like, I don't watch NASCAR for a reason. I think it's boring, Uh, but this scene, neither did these folks. That's true. I mean, that's true, but like that, that, that's the racing. I, when I think about it, like I, my dad loves the NHRA. Yeah. And I, I went to the drag racing and I was entertained while I was there. But if you put that on the TV, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. This Mm -hmm. is boring. Uh, it did, but they, I, I, all that is to say, I think they could have been boring and they weren't. Like no, they I was kept it very,
1: yeah. it, very action focused. It's really interesting because James Mangold in the interview I listened to, um, shared that sentiment almost exactly. Uh, he said like, I, I think that racing a lot of times when you watch it is in and of itself, like it can be really boring and it's just like, you're watching colors kind of go around in a circle or go, you know, uh, and he, he tried to think like, how can we make this exciting? And he's like, I want to approach it. Uh, like we're watching, um, almost like a star Wars movie, like put Mm. us in the cockpit. Yeah. Uh, Like we're watching Luke in an X fighter or whatever. He flies in star Wars. You know,
2: I didn't have that thought, but that, that makes sense to me when you say it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was good.
3: (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to keep it light. Well, also, you told us at the very beginning you you were going to be listening to what we had to say to influence your opinion. Did so, we talk you up?
0: Yeah, I'm interested to hear. Um, I would say I'm probably around where I was. Okay. Um, Yeah. I think it was an interesting story about Shelby, and I kind of see Miles as a little bit more of like a side character. I know he's like the main character for a lot of it, but like for me, this is like Shelby's story of going from being the racer himself to like getting the heart conditioned and then his friend suffering through it. Totally. Cause he kind of bookends the movie. He like, does; It's not really Ken's story. It's Shelby's story. Yeah, no, I um, think you're right. And so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I think the racing scenes were good. I think it was all the technical things that were great. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just, it's it's good, but I don't like. It's not a repeatable thing for me.
2: It really surprises me because I feel like you want movies that have heart, and I feel like this movie has so much of it. Yeah. That, that it's surprising to me that you don't like it. I'm not. I'm not saying you it's know, a
3: specific you, kind of heart, though. Yeah, that that Scott's looking <clears throat> for, I think. And I don't think that's a wrong thing. I I'm think not that's saying that's he's a, wrong. I'm a, just
2: surprised. Yeah, I'm, I, that's I, fair. I feel like I uh, am either rarely or always surprised by Scott. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, it's it, he, He's either so unpredictable that he doesn't surprise me or he's just unpredictable and I'm always surprised. But this is one of the times where I, I, I really felt like you were going to like this movie and I'm, I'm pretty surprised you weren't into it.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to rate it bad. Like yeah, I'm no, not. I'm not saying you're saying it's
2: bad, but it sounds like you didn't I'm like watching this, it like that much. Or something, like, know? I would, like, I would
0: watch it again, you know, like, I, I will watch it again. I'm not going to, like, yeah. This, like, for me, I could go the rest of my life and not watch it again. I'd be fine.
3: This this movie will go down, potentially, we'll have to see. It might have to go down with the exact same asterisk as Ken Miles Wynn in Le Mans, mm. you know, where it was like, he won, even yeah. though he didn't, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, which you just you bring up Lamont uh I think the I think it was like the European release of this movie the, its title was Lemon 66 and I think that's mm. just such a better title it oh, really I mean, is
2: I hate that you hate that title yeah no uh Ford versus Ferrari I feel like is great but that's as an American I want it even though a I'm very American title. I'm not I I'm not into uh henry ford but i'm into the the american success story Beating over these italians years, these italians <laughs> yeah. yeah like i'm super into that well coming and out of world uh, war ii uh,
1: oh <laughs> yeah beat him <'em> again <laughs> just keep eating them. <laughs> That's one of the reasons that they didn't go with that title for the American releases cuz they're like no one in America is going to know what that is. I had no idea what Le Mans was before <laughs> yeah, I watched this exactly, movie. Exactly. Yeah. But now that I know, Le Mans 66 is a cooler title. Yeah. Well,
0: that was that was going to be maybe my... remake will be Le Mans 66 40 years from
1: now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my question for you guys is did this at all inspire you to watch uh, a Le Mans race? No.
1: No. No. <laughs> wow.
2: All right. Well, I, it did inspire me to maybe watch the Ferrari movie that Adam driver is in. You should watch that. Yeah. I, it, it, watch it it looked good. I never got around to it, but after I saw this, I was like, I'll probably watch that.
3: Even I, if you don't care about cars, to be honest, Enzo Ferrari is, uh, like it, I mean, he, he truly is, uh, a, a a master of his craft. And I think we all should pay as much attention to him as we do, uh, what was the the, the last Adam Driver movie that came out? That was Oh the Gucci Gucci. Well, I, I don't think that's I what it was called, should, but yeah, but
0: House of Gucci. Yeah,
3: I think we should pay as much attention to the Ferrari movie as we do the House of Gucci movie. For the same reasons. I don't even
0: know what House of Gucci movie is. Lady Gaga was in it, I think. I'm not asking for an explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we need to wrap
1: this one.
3: Yeah, we're pretty over time. So, uh, Zach, what do you say we put this one to bed? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it first.
1: Um, I'll give this 8.3 really fast cars. That's a lot lower than I thought you were going to give it. Yeah,
0: it's lower than I thought too. To yeah, be
1: honest. Uh, I mean, I I went into it thinking this would be like an eight point six or so, and like I said, I enjoyed it a little bit less than the last time that I watched it. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna give this an eight point one. Um, Jake,
0: eight point one. What? Dead dads. <laughs> Jake. <laughs>
2: sorry, I'm sorry, gonna, Peter. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, an eight point five.
3: Wrenches thrown at Matt Damon's head. Uh Ty. Yeah, I'm actually gonna give this uh eight point seven uh uh
0: I don't know, British people beating American drivers. So this comes out to an eighty-four percent, which puts it at movie number thirty-eight out of one sixty one. Once again, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety-two percent, and IMDB gave it an eight point one, so we're more in line with IMDB than uh, Rotten Tomatoes.
3: Yeah, I think uh I think we were I, I, I would say I, I think we're we're shy by a couple of points on this movie personally well, I that's think it's fine for
0: me opinion. but yeah um Jake next week are we going to the movie that's on here or no we're
2: time? going to Mad Max Fury Road I, I've wanted that to be my season opener okay, okay. so we're, we're taking that one All right I'll yeah. rearrange the sheet but that's the one you should watch.
1: Dude, I think this
2: episode is just going to be effed up.